Hello and welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. Wow. I am Chris Paco, one of your hosts. I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Really good. I can't believe we're here again. As always. It's already been a week or two. Yep, as always. So this is episode 22, Monkeys at the Circus, directed by Bruce Kessler, written by David Panich, or Panic, I don't know. And it aired on February 13th, 1967. Do you think for Valentine's Day they had like those those ones you could buy, but they're the monkeys ones? Do you know what I mean? Like that you'd give out in class? Maybe. They probably got them printed up in time, probably. I assume so. Probably. Yeah. They're all Davy. <laughs> monkeys candy. Yeah. Just moment, Peter. You're always my dummy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I am standing up for yeah. your love. <laughs> Davies are tiny, like smaller than the other oh, one. Oh. <laughs> She's got my jacket. So it opens up with circus music playing, and uh, we watch the monkey mobile just being awesome. Awesome. And uh, the boys show up at a circus, oddly enough. And uh, Mickey says he hasn't been to the circus since he was a kid. Hey, I haven't been to a circus since I was a kid. Man. I love a circus. Which is obviously a nod to Circus Boy, the show he was mm-hmm. on when he was a kid, uh, who's little Mickey Braddock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he makes a few kind of references in yeah. this scene. I was going to say, yeah, he has a bunch of uh, circus boy references, yeah. which are always awesome. Uh, the circus is closed, but they try to sneak in. Uh, they get in, and then Mickey's trying to juggle, and they're just generally all over the place. Like, the place is closed. Yep. You break in, and you just start messing with circus. Badass rock and stuff. rollers. Exactly. Exactly. Giving rock a bad name. <laughs> so some guy sees them. And he picks up some throwing knives. And uh, that's why you don't mess around at a circus. <laughs> yeah, for real. You got professionals with knives. Enormous animals. Yeah. And uh, so Davey starts walking around and starts talking about how much a circus means to him. And then the guy starts throwing knives at him. Uh, he tells him that they can't be here. And if they're still there when he comes back, he's calling the police. You do and I'll be sorry. <laughs> that's the second. That's a good one. It's great. I hope I get to use that in my regular life one day. <laughs> Uh, hopefully not because the cops are getting called on. <laughs> you do it, I'll be sorry. <laughs> Davey asks why Mike didn't stop the guy throwing the knives, and Mike says he didn't want to antagonize him, and then he gets another knife thrown at him. <laughs> so that's the intro. <laughs> and uh, the dude that yells at the monkeys, Victor, whose name is Richard Devon, or Devon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's telling all the circus people that they have to quit because the circus is dying. And a guy in the crowd says, It's because of those rock and roll groups. The discotheques are doing this to us. Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. A seed planted. And uh, so while this is happening, a pretty girl walks away from the crowd, and Davey zeroes in on her, and he breaks away from his group. And that's Susan. She's played by Donna Bacala. He's like a shark. Once someone gets away from the herd or whatever, yeah. like a lion, uh-huh. he, he, he pounces. Davey's <laughs> all over that. Yeah. <laughs> a wounded fawn, eh? Let me shop in my clothes. Uh-huh. Uh, he asks if something is wrong. She tells him that they haven't been able to pay anyone in months and no one comes to see the circus anymore. Yeah. That's not getting paid in months. That's, a, that's yeah. tough. Uh, Davey tells her that everything's going to be okay, which is a bold move. And uh, and if it doesn't, she can feed him to the lions. Mm. What a cute... What a, he's got He's got such game with girls. Totally. She's in a bad spot. She's like, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And if not, feed me to the lions. And then it's like, oh, you're funny. Because he knows that she's not going to feed him to the lions. But he also <laughs> doesn't know that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, Davey's not nearly enough food for a lion, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So true. <laughs> they just play with him. Just bat him around for a while. Um, so Victor, he's still bitching. And the girl says that she wishes uh, she could do something. So Davy hops on the stage and Victor gets pissed again. And then Davy tells him that the circus is a tradition and it gets very Linus about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The circus is a tradition. And it's a tradition to the children also. The kids will come back to the circus. All you have to do is be here when they do. But the important thing is, you must have hope. You can't give up. And soon the crowds will come back to the circus. He knows what he's yeah. talking about. Got a crowd and he, he woos them. Yep. And then they're all super stoked and uh, everybody leaves, but Victor's all whiny about it, which, you know, yeah. I think he was trying to give him the anti-climactic talk. Like we've got to band together and leave. And then Davey went up and said, band together and stay. And they listened to Davey. Yeah. So Victor, who wants this whole thing to collapse, Salty. Uh, it's, you know, not, not working out for him. Yeah. Uh, so the boys go into a tent. And Mickey's singing this, the Circus Boy theme song. Yes. Straight, it's terrific. It's the best show on earth. Oh, hey, look. Oh, wow. TV series. He's like, oh, it's just been in my head. I don't know what this is. <laughs> and uh, Susan thanks Davey, and Mickey asks what's up with Victor. And she says that he's pissed because uh, he's the star performer. <laughs> I guess, not those words. No, not those words. Uh, but he's mad because people would rather watch rock and rollers. Mm. And uh, then she asks what they do. And uh, they're dressed as surgeons, and they all say, Brain surgeons! <laughs> and uh, then Mike says that in the summer, he's a cotton picker, and he's dressed as like a cotton picker guy. Mm-hmm. And he and Mickey have a cool improvised thing where Peter's visibly and audibly laughing behind his mask. It's like a total <laughs> like improvised thing, and Peter can't take it. And it, it's awesome. And uh, she asks if they like the circus, and they all say yes. And then uh, she hears an elephant and she has to split, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Maybe yeah. she's like an There's a little mini ruse here to conceal the fact that they are indeed nefarious rock and rollers. Yeah, they're the re- they're the problem. Yes, and like, God, thanks to this rock and roll bullshit, the circus is only going to have another like half century of relevance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is really just in the last decade or so where people have really come down on the circus concept and the animal rights. And this and that you don't see it. The circus ain't come to town no more. But right, it was still into the turn of the century in Windsor. Even it would, uh, the tent would be set up. And the, the elephants would be caged up there on the riverside. Yeah, it, the, the the concept of the circus is a cool thing. Seeing performances and that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. the darks, the uh, you know, the other side of the tent is not what. Uh, no, it's not awesome. No. So it's like, I, I'm not happy for circuses going under because it was a family thing, families would go, but I'm happy because well, like, you know, it had a good animals. run. It's been uh, several hundred years. <laughs> yeah. It took people a while to wake up to be like, actually, these animals probably don't like this. <laughs> these bearded ladies don't appreciate all this abuse hurled at them. Mm-hmm. It was a different, whole different thing. It was, let's say, 100 years ago. But it was. Oh, who else is going to employ these freaks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were doing them a favor. Yeah, now they have YouTube channels. Yep. Uh, so the boys go into full monkey mode and are at the circus. Peter's the MC, Mickey's the lion tamer, and Mike is the lion in one of the worst lion costumes was, ever yeah, created. Yeah. It's like, it was almost like they went out of their way to make it look horrible. <laughs> uh, but it is hilarious. And so uh, the lion takes the stuff 
and Mickey ends up doing the tricks. Like Mike takes all <laughs> yeah. the stuff from him. Yeah. And uh, Peter introduces the great Zambini, and Davy is holding himself with his teeth, and he's just hanging there with wires. <laughs> it's just one of those stupid things. So they snap out of it, and Mickey says that they better check this place out because it doesn't sound like it's going to be around much longer. <laughs> and again, he sings the Circus Boy theme. It's great. It's terrific. What it's the best that? It's a theme song for an old TV series. I know it from somewhere. And uh, they overhear Victor telling Susan and her dad that they have to close the circus because no one will come and they can't pay anyone. Uh, Which... Victor has a point. If if no yeah. one's been paid months, it's kind of like, well, you got to kind of move on. Like, yeah. you know, but he's going about it. We're, we're meeting him at the apex of his assholeishness. So um, <laughs> the monkeys pop in and they're wearing these golden red suits, wearing mustaches. And they say they're there to save the circus. And they're the mozzarella brothers. And Mike seems to be cracking when he introduces them. This is amazing, incredible, and colossus. Colossal. <laughs> and stupendous. These are the, the four Martian suits without the, without the pantyhose on the head, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really, eh? Because the, the, they have the shiny Oh, yeah. In the arms. You are right. It yeah. is. They are. Yeah, there you go. They're just yeah. like reusing. At least they didn't come in as the Jolly Green Giants. <laughs> Limited sets of... They don't have four of many costumes. Yeah. So they <laughs> kind of use them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so the mozzarella brothers tell everyone that they're tightrope walkers and can do all sorts of crazy shit direct quote and victor <laughs> says uh that this changes everything and runs off to tell the others like he's he's in like he's oh, yeah come on bud these are the guys you're just yelling at with mustaches on can't tell he's <laughs> uh he's related to uh <laughs> shifty racist yeah no facial recognition capabilities <laughs> exactly like our phones can recognize faces better than these people can uh, oh <laughs> oh topical and so uh susan's dad breaks into some sort of goddamn sob story and mickey <laughs> players plays the air violin <laughs> it's pretty funny sick burn so then he splits and susan who's now understandably pissed off because these effing dudes just lied to everyone about saving the circus yeah and, and and she's the only one who saw through the ruse of mustaches that this these are the monkeys. These aren't the mozzarella brothers. And the boys say everything will be fine. And they split. I just, the balls on these guys. Like, It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We totally lied about what we can do and told everyone they'd keep their jobs. For real. We broke into a closed circus and decided to ruin everyone's lives. <laughs> no. What's going to happen tomorrow if the crowds come and there are no mozzarella brothers? To be fair, it was mostly ruined when they got there. 100%. But they gave him hope to get re-ruined. <laughs> oh, man. At this at this moment. At first, she knows the brain surgeons. She doesn't yeah, even know real. they're a band. Yep. Uh, so the boys are hanging out with the performers, and they're all getting so excited that the Mozzarella Brothers are coming, and the guys start to feel really guilty about it. It's like, what? You guys did not think this through whatsoever. <laughs> like They thought they could tell people, save, then go back to monkeys and hang out with these people, mm. and <laughs> this wouldn't come up or something. Right. It's interesting. It's like, yeah, you don't see the people you drop bombs on. Nope. But if you did, you'd feel bad, I'm sure. For sure. So the boys start practicing on the high wire. And it's a bunch of gags with like 1960s post effects. Yeah. Like, uh, and, they're, and they're wearing wires and stuff. And Definitely. Susan's always losing her mind on the ground. And uh, Mike and Mickey or David walk through each other. Yeah, walk through each other, turn around, <laughs> see each other. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And then she tells them that the show is sold out. And ask what they plan to do. Well, for our first act, we could get out of town. <laughs> a joke, a little joke. Get it? A little joke about that big. Oddly enough, she doesn't find that funny. 
Um, she says they should just tell the truth. So Davey tells her that they're rock and roll singers. Oh. And then Victor overhears this of and course. loses his shit. He calls everyone in instantly, rats them out, mm. tells them that he's leaving, and the boys split and they have to walk past all the performers mm. who are bummed out and Susan's crying. Brutal. And performers leave to pack. And then Davey says they can't leave her like that and that they're going to have to try and cheer her up. Which leads us into Monkey's Romp number one, Sometime in the Morning. Mm. Which is an interesting, it's a mellow romp. Mellow romp. Right? Yeah. It's not a heavy romping song. No, it's not at all. But they gotta put it in somewhere. It does work well for what they're doing. Like they're doing the weird wind up where they're all the soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And and that kind of stuff. It's cool, yeah. And then there's like the performance shots are like old, old shots from another, like early in the first half of the season. Because, yeah, this is the second time it's been on yeah. the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In this one, Mike has a blue hat. With yes. A, a rare appearance of a, a blue wool hat. Unusual. As the performers are packing up, they notice the monkeys like wind up act. And <laughs> they they blow up a, a blackboard and the performers love it. Like they explode this blackboard yeah, and it goes back. fucking crazy. Susan's still bummed but slowly getting warmed up. Mickey and Dave, you have a little clown act. And it's nice to see them have a thing together because yeah. they're like the two that... Stuck the monkeys out the whole For time. Real, yeah. They never left. And then by the end of this, somehow the performers have been won over and they want to do a show yep. through this romp. Sheer monkey charisma. Exactly. <laughs> so the place is packed. And there's a bunch of stock footage of a circus going on. <laughs> and then Susan's dad introduces the knife throw and the human target is Susan. Uh, he intros Victor, but he doesn't come out because he's sulking in the back and says he won't perform. Yep. Victor, Pop just announced you. You're on. I shall not perform. What? It's like, it's a full house. It's exactly what you wanted. Yep. I think he's worried it's a one-time full house and uh, <laughs> bad times are still ahead. So Davey steps up and he pretends to be Victor in order to bring out the real Victor because he mm. thinks he'll still has a soul down in his little, he's his little tiny Grinch heart. It's just got to explode. It's not the big Victor. He'll be in the movie later. Yeah, exactly. It's a little Victor. <laughs> <laughs> so Davey throws a knife and it almost hits Peter. And so then the, the real Victor comes out and starts to wow the crowd. And Davey tells Pops that it all worked out and people didn't even miss the Mozzarella Brothers. But then Pops tells them to get ready for their act. And he says they can't do a high wire act. And Pops says, do the thing you do best. There <laughs> we go. And uh, so Pops introduces the monkeys and then they play She. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the footage is from the same purple room sessions with the, with suits. the gray suits. Yeah. And, uh, but the room's light blue instead of being purple now. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm. Different lights, I guess. Maybe. Amazing technology. <laughs> uh, Susan's dancing with her dad and the performers are dancing and there's stock footage of circusy stuff. It's, it's, it's romp-esque. It's kind yeah. of rompy. Yeah. It's not a full on romp. Go to commercial, I guess. And we come back and Dave making out with Susan. Boom. Knows what's up. And then a little clown gives Davey a key to remember them by. Uh, and he instantly ditches the key and goes back to making out with Susan. Like, <laughs> he was like, thank you, Mr. Jones. Here's a key for you. <laughs> and Dave's like, oh, right, thanks, man. Whatever, mate. Come hold on. And this goes right back to making out with Susan. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, knife Swallower wants to give Mickey a sword, and it gets stuck in his throat. Because, <sighs> yeah, he was showing Mickey how it worked earlier. The fake. That just makes you uncomfortable. It does. Uh, Peter gets handed a barbell, and he can't lift it. Yeah, so Mickey gets a bunch of stuff and one of those famed unicycles he used to have, and he rides it right into a bunch of stuff, interrupting <laughs> Davey, rounding second. 
<laughs> Episode ends with the boys in the monkey mobile driving away. No bed in the car. No. Nope. <laughs> no. He just little uh off to the next one that's yes. what the fucking monkey mobile driving away at the end of the episode yeah signifies everybody just seen the combat we're out of here yeah exactly little little kiss and squeeze and hop in the monkey mobile babe that's <laughs> what i get you're welcome for saving your whole thing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and that's that's the end of the episode yeah it's it's cool it's it it doesn't, uh, it's not a lot of repeat plot lines well, or anything. It tastes a little like the gypsy episode. Kind of. Yeah. They yeah. might have been wearing those suits too. <laughs> but, uh, so it's got that kind of feel to it. But this is in the middle of a stretch where the episode plots kind of revolve around kid friendly things. Uh, last episode was the, the Prince Popper storybook thing. This is a circus. The next one is a kids' TV show. Like this is specifically pitched so people of all ages can relate to this show. Mm-hmm. I think that's a they're trying to make sure everybody can understand what's going on with the themes involved. Everyone knows what a circus is, yeah, and so on. Yeah, so it's yeah. one of those ones. Less about the band being a band. <laughs> In fact, they're trying to hide that fact today. Yeah, no, it's a good it's a good episode. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're trying to not be the band, <laughs> even though they're. Trying to keep it a secret for a change. Yeah, exactly. Instead, they're usually trying to get it out there, and other people are keeping it a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, no guns in the episode. No, I guess you're right. It's not lion. <laughs> lion can be used as a weapon, I suppose. Yeah. Um, highlight of the show. Uh, Mike's little rant he does about being a, a cotton farmer, a cotton picker. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. That is pretty good. Say a few words of the folks. Oh, this is Mike News with the Farm Report. How are you? Pigs is up to 12, hogs is down to 5, and cows is fine like they are. I like sometime in the morning, so anytime that's in the show, it's usually a good moment. Yeah, it is a good song. Uh, was there a monkey's ruse? Yep. Yeah. Mozzarella Brothers. And they were, the whole thing with not being the monkeys was the monkey ruse. <laughs> yeah, brain surgeons. Brain surgeons! <laughs> uh, best musical moment? Oh, like I said, just yeah, sometimes the morning is good. But see, she is a solid tune as well. I always find, yeah, she gets kind of uh, washed over, I find. Maybe just for me or whatever. Because I'm like, Maybe oh, she, whatever. And then I listen to it. I'm like, oh, no, this is great. That organ solo is great. Like, it's good. It's on all the best ofs. Yep. It's on that psychedelic one, too. Yeah. Because when I first saw it on that, I was like, really? Like, she's on this? But <laughs> it, it makes sense in the early. It's got a kind of Nuggets vibe to it, the garage rock. And then there's an organ solo, and that'll get you some psychedelic points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic monkeys moment. Uh, a little joke about this big. Yep. Uh, things that wouldn't fly in 2020. Uh, the circus. The circus. <laughs> calling people midgets. That do. I don't even know if we're supposed to do that. M words. It's too close to N words. So people are like, what did they say? Well, yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah unfortunate nomenclature. Yeah. But yeah, those that would not fly. A uh, couple did you knows. Oddly enough, this was the highest ever rated episode of the Monkees. Huh. It was watched by 12,080,000 people. People think the circus was on the way out. I think so. A bunch of circus boy stuff. When Mickey's juggling, he says it reminds him of being a boy. Yeah, he does, says the theme song. Yeah. Yep. And what we brought up is already the costumes were the four Martians. And they're going to be worn again by aliens in uh, Monkees Watch Their Feet coming up, <laughs> second season. All right. Yeah. If monkeys watch their feet. 
What the, just another dancing one? I guess this, so. Whatever. We'll Oof. be back. We'll they be back upon these feet. Yeah. We're I hope that song out. gets played. <laughs> and uh, Richard Devon or Devon, who played Victor, was in like a lot of shows, including the Ewoks TV show in the 80s. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. Wow. Uh, personal memory for me with this episode. All right. I can remember watching it and taping it like when I was a kid. And uh, the knife throwing part, I put it in slow motion. So you could see it. Yeah, you see yeah. the knives come out of the wall, like in the slots. Yes. They come shooting out. But it's so me. fast. It's, yeah. a, it's a really well done thing. But I remember it was one of those things when I saw it, I was like, oh, like I was in on a secret or something. Like, I thought it was the coolest thing that you actually see them come out of the wall. <laughs> Fucking pause button technology, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, blew my mind. All right, yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, no bad. I think it's about time for one of our mini features here on uh, Podcast Valley Sunday. A little something we call, how about another band? Where we uh, hypothesize about another singing group, pop combination, <laughs> who we might, might like to see, theoretically, in, uh, in the monkey situation where they have the TV show as a showcase for their music, and they're putting out the records, and, you know, just a general multimedia juggernaut that uh, not other bands get to enjoy being. But uh, So let's kind of come up with a couple that would be kind of neat to see. Do you need a minute to come yeah, up with Yeah, we'll try to think. If you have one, go go ahead. Uh, another one I always kind of think about is kind of a, about a specific moment. So it might be more of like a, a mini-series is... Uh, the police in Jamaica. <laughs> They're recording the records, slapping the shit out of each other, making this incredible music. And they're out on the island, probably having a good time, <laughs> theoretically. But the tension of the police is what makes them fun. How <laughs> they don't get along. <laughs> it would be like a Three Stooges kind of thing on the <laughs> islands. British, British limey Three Stooges. <laughs> Slapping the shit out of each other, making technically incredible music down in the islands. So maybe that might be fun to see. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. I'm trying to think. Yeah, who? Well, one thing I would kind of like to see would be like a the early '90s first tour Foo Fighters Ooh. going town to town in like a monkey mobile, <laughs> like a Fooey mobile kind of thing. <laughs> And, and like, and, and Dave Grohl, super famous from the Little Deuce Foop. Yeah, <laughs> he's super famous from Nirvana. Yes, and people don't know what he can do. So it's like him being famous, and the other guys trying to like figure out where to fit in, going place to place, getting See, in it's hard, to, it's hard to get perspective on it now. I'm not sure he was famous. He was well known. Well known. Well if known. He was. He might not have been a household name quite yet. Uh, Nirvana, MTV Unplugged, probably helped raise his profile, and people probably was the singing drummer guy. We see he's good, mm-hmm. you know, and because Kurt is the household name, and like I think for a lot of people, everybody knew who Kurt Cobain was, but it's like the hip and Gord Downey, like yeah, name two other members of the Tragically Hip. A lot of people cannot, but they know who Gord Downey is. Yeah, um, but the Foo Fighters was an incredible thing, and. uh that first album was like so good, unbelievable, and one of the last really hotly anticipated albums of the of the nineties. Mm-hmm. Where people, okay, let's see what this guy's got. 
remember it was so weird to see him singing and playing a guitar and yeah. stuff like that like and again you're saying nowadays you don't even think second of dave Grohl singing and playing guitar yeah, no. but then it was like oh my god look at him and hearing his voice and stuff I was like <laughs> this is really weird it was wild. But, uh, yeah, I think the first two Foo Fighters records to me, and I, I'm not saying their other records aren't good because they are, but those first two are like two solid punches really that are so amazing. Really, really good. Have you seen the documentary? Oh yes. Many, yeah, when he, when many he talks times. about the decision, he had the his Foo Fighters tape in his hand of the songs that he was going to unleash on the world, and it was kind of a coin toss. Not necessarily people would dig it. He knows it's good. He knows it's good, but. When you make something, you know it's good. It's like marking your own exam, right? <laughs> but he had that, and he also had Tom Petty on the phone. He drum for the Heartbreakers, go on tour, and just kind of put it on cruise. Yeah. And just get paid. Exactly. He talks about, yeah, I can still see my hand hanging up the phone <laughs> after saying no and just being like, well, I got to do this now. Wow. Yeah, craziness. And imagine, yeah, just... If it was being documented as it happened as a show, and the songs would come out in the showcase, of the, like I think the monkeys, when the show ended, they underestimated the strength of the show as a showcase, as a promotional tool, and sort of accidental genius of having the reruns on Saturday mornings with the new songs in it. And the monkeys were it was it was a job they got tired of, and they wanted to do other stuff. But once they were without the show. It was like Kiss without the makeup. Like your special thing, your competitive advantage, the thing that made you different from the other bands is gone. Yeah. And now you're just in there. When Kiss took off the makeup, they were just another hair band with a little more cred. But now this spectacle was gone. Yeah. And the monkeys without the show, it was all right, but there was nothing. There was no common goal. Like, the monkeys' records were kind of like they're just put together separate sessions, and it was kind of they kind of drifted apart. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a thing that they're all working on together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Another thing that was when the Kiss lost the makeup, you realize like how ugly Gene Simmons is. <laughs> <laughs> it was like seeing them all without you're like, oh, that's what they look like. Even though they just had paint on their face, except yeah. for like Paul, you could tell Paul. You could, you could tell Paul. what Paul Stanley was going to. Because he, like. I think Paul understood. He felt like I'm good looking, so I'm just going to put a little <laughs> star over my eyeball, and that's all I'm doing. Go white star over eyeball done. Lips. Yeah, the lips. The yeah, smooching lips. The Davy Jones of Kiss was definitely. Oh, Paul Stanley. Oh, definitely, definitely. Paul. Gene Stanley. was the Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say Peter Chris was the Peter. <laughs> Oddly enough. Because he's the one that sold the rights to his makeup and can't make any money yes. off it anymore. And uh, that makes Mickey the ace. Yeah. Who's specifically talented at what he does. Exactly, yeah. Super good. <laughs> yeah. And also super different looking without his makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. So now let's uh, move along to our countdown portion of our show. And you go first this time. Okay. Here we do things. Bye bye baby bye bye. Ooh, that's a good song. I don't remember too much about it. I remember you digging this when you had the the tapes or whatever. Bye bye baby bye bye. I don't wanna make. 
Bye baby bye bye is off the monkeys present or the monkeys present, whichever, <laughs> whatever kind of emphasis you want to put on those syllables. I like this song. It's it's different. It's weird. It's in his. It's almost like um. It's like mommy and daddy kind of. It's got that tri- kind of tribal feel, but it's also very country. Exactly. Yeah. It's Mickey when he was uh really feeling his tribal oats <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And uh, but also combined with the harmonica and the banjo gives it this kind of cowboy feel too. Yeah. So it's and the layered vocals too are cool. Mickey's singing with himself is really good, and and he's into it. Yeah, he's definitely into it. He's one of the writers. I wonder. It just says writer, so I don't know who wrote what. But yeah, yeah, him and Rick Klein wrote it together. I guess maybe did did the music and Mickey did the lyrics. I don't know. I don't know. He did. uh, He wrote a handful of songs himself. He did, yeah. Some of them are really, really good. Mm-hmm. This one's uh, this one's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have too much of a problem with it. I'm not sure how often I would put it on. Well, you certainly seem to dig it. This is kind of a, I do a writing wrong style deep cut for you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, not as high on the list for me, but it's definitely a song I really dug. Again, coming from when I bought those tapes yes. used. It was one of those ones I'd never heard before. Those discoveries like, that wasn't on the box set, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, those were always really cool to to stumble over yeah. uh but yeah i don't know I, I would say it's more of a jam than a jelly all right yeah i put it say there's mommy and daddy through the looking glass magnolia sims would you say it's in that neighborhood that's what i was thinking too like maybe either above or below magnolia sims put it a little below magnolia sims okay and above the kind of girl i could love all right bang it's good it's a good spot for it so coming in at uh, 39 we've got a uh, a bye bye, a baby bye bye. Oh yeah, them phalanges going. Pop. Here we go, here we go. Exciting times. There's still so many songs left in this hat. <laughs> For real. Whoa. Oh. Oh geez. Oh no. We got a classic. Oh. Last train to Clarksville. Oh. Here it is. First single. <laughs> As you know, this is my early pick for the, the last song in the hat. Yep. Just because that would be great. But uh, hey, we got to talk about Clarksville. We got to talk about Clarksville. Yep, there we go. Obviously, it's the one that started it all. Yeah. It's got that guitar riff. It's got Mickey knocking it out of the park on the vocals. Mm-hmm. No other monkeys involved. Uh, but it's all good. It's fine. This is at the start of the project. Uh, it's a voice and heart. Yep. And uh, Louis Shelton on the guitar riff. Um, great tune. And uh, deceptively uh, a bummer tune. Yeah, very <laughs> it's, much. It's about going off to war and mm-hmm. don't know if I'm ever coming home. Yeah. Which is very timely and topical. And just this, it's hidden in the sheen of this catchy, catchy pop number. Yeah, it's like a pill inside of a candy. <laughs> It's like it's last train to Clark's pill. Yeah, last pill. Pill inside of a candy. Wow, that's great, Faco. Thank you, thank you. And it's just, but you know, it's it's such a song that it has so much to do with the monkeys, and it's been involved. There's not a compilation without it. It's the uh, 
See, I want to rock and roll all night of the monkeys. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just always there. And every time we've seen them, it's not part of the encore. It's not near the end. They dutifully trotted out, like, first few songs. All right. Yeah. Bring out Clarksville. Here it is. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> even, like, the diehards are kind of kind of turned the page on it a little bit. And uh, similar to a lot of fans' attitude towards I'm a Believer, it's mm-hmm. Dave this. It's, it's enough, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's it's one of like the the five songs. Someone who doesn't know the monkeys would know. Like, like I like the monkeys. It. That's one of the, the they'll be like the believers, <laughs> the theme, and Clarksville, and maybe Stepping Stone might get in there. Yeah, maybe Pleasant Valley Sunday. Maybe Pleasant Valley Sunday. But I think that's more of a deeper, not a deep cut. But yeah. for someone who doesn't know anything about them, they yeah. wouldn't connect that song right. to the monkeys. Whereas this one is. This is very. This is so deeply identified with the monkeys. Mm-hmm. It's such it's their thing. It's their song. Clarksville's been covered a bunch of times. A lot of times. We have four tops. Dave Clark five. Uh, the Sandra neck. Wilson. The knack. <laughs> it's a big song for sure. And I once I can't find it now, but there was a an answer song written by a girl that she was the girl who went to Clarksville and. She goes to see him, and he's he's already gone. Something something happened, and she missed out on them coffee flavored kisses. Yeah, it's a bummer. Sucks that that. would be interesting to be like, yeah, I'm gonna write the the other side of this song. <laughs> that, that happened a lot. Oh back yeah, in the day back in the day for sure. Yeah, like like my girl, my guy. Yeah, all that. It was just an easy way to get a hit to keep going. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Have you heard the theory that uh, how soon is now is an answer song to I want to hold your hand. Oh, really? Uh, Morrissey's perspective is like another guy at that dance who wants the girl, but he doesn't have the balls to go up and uh, talk to her. No, I saw her standing there. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, it may or it. may not be a thing. I'm not sure Morrissey was that into the Beatles with the write a dancer song, but <laughs> dark true. and heavy way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Beatles, you know. <laughs> <sighs> I just oh, that like, was a spot on Morrissey right there. <laughs> just see Morrissey always like hand to his forehead, oh, like drooping. Twas oh. ever thus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this like Morrissey talks. <laughs> All right, but Clarksville. Back where, to Clarksville. Where are we going to put it here? Christ. Again, you and me, we might not have it. All the way up high. Yeah, exactly. And I feel for a lot of diehard Monkeys fans, they wouldn't feel like if if this was ranking of importance, yeah, it would definitely a be very conversation. High. But it's but as it's far as what we would put on in a in a mixtape. Okay, well let's just go with we put it above or below Daydream Believer. Let's start there. It's definitely a feel that area. Yeah. Either above or below. I'd listen to this before I listen to Daydream Believer. Yeah. And so then yeah. Zorn Zam's above that? Yeah. So, and like that's we we kind of dig that song. So I think it goes in, in between those two. Yeah, I agree. So it's uh, number eighteen, I believe. Right on. Last train to Clarksville. Our new number eighteen on the Rando Select 'Em Up countdown. There you go. One more tune for today. That was a big one. That that was a big one to to yeah, we, pull yeah, out of the hat. So, yeah, that one was looming. I had to talk about it for talking about the monkeys. Eventually, you got to talk about Clarksville. Looming and booming. What have you got here? It's a good one. Oh, I'm excited. Like a really good one. Oh. It's Tapioca Tundra. Ooh. 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 Ooh.
silent spells that speak in clouded clues. It cannot be a part of me, for now it's part of you. The birds, the bees, and the monkeys. Yes. Yep. Good one. Very good one. Uh, that was another one that we didn't know until the tapes, right? Because it wasn't on the box set. It was on the box set. Oh, was it on the box set? Oh, yes. It's on the Mickey disc, okay. the yellow one. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember listening to it and thinking, holy shit, this is so cool. And this box set is full of tunes like this. Holy shit. And it's a Mike song. So, like, love this song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a banger for sure. It's like a, yeah, like a weird Nesmith <laughs> That stream of consciousness poetry where you're just jabbering on and just connecting thoughts and ideas. And there's just this persistent driving rock and roll behind it. Well, it starts off with that whistling. Oh, yeah, the weird whistling and yeah. arpeggiating and accounting. Yeah, and then it goes from that into like the... the... Yeah, yeah, it's a great one. Love it. Love Tapioca Tundra. This is going to do pretty good on our countdown. Definitely. Do you have any specific thoughts about Tapioca Tundra, what it means to you? Man, again, it was one of the first ones that shows the weird depth of the monkeys. Yeah. Because there is a whole other... Like, I bet you if you took all like the writing wrongs, Tapioca Tundra... (laughs) Star Collector, Daily Nightly Monkeys, yeah, and and put like a, it's almost like that 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 psychedelic one that came out a couple of years yeah, ago, right? That crazy pink and purple is, record. Is this on that? That's on there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just fantastic. And I do remember <laughs> listening to it on uh, like going to school on that the tapes I made of your CDs, <laughs> and yeah, and it was always a standout track. I think uh, because of who we are and how we feel about the monkeys and our the types of music we like, I think a lot of songs on that psychedelic record are going to be up near the top of this countdown of ours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I will forever bitch that uh, Daily Nightly is not on that <laughs> that collection. It really should be on there. 100%. Star yeah. Collector's on there. I always put Star Collector and Daily Nightly kind of together, like as a single. Because of the, the single and the, the Moog synthesizer, mm-hmm. which Mickey plays it on Daily Nightly. Yeah, the the, the the Paul Beaver, the Moog dealer, plays it on the other one, and it's he's just kind of bam, 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 like really just kind of making it sound like a traditional instrument. But yeah. Mickey was just like plugging plugs and twirling knobs, and yeah, and they're like one of the first bands to really yeah, move it up. Mickey bought one of the first ones they made. Yeah, that's crazy. We'll talk more about that when we get to those songs, I guess. Right up Mickey's alley, though, being the gadget guy. Yeah, 100%. And having the, the disposable income to spring for uh, the first Moog. <laughs> Holy jeez. <laughs> yeah. Right place, right time for yeah. that guy and that concept. It's like in the Beastie Boys book when uh, they got to sue British Airways for using one of their songs. <laughs> like when they were nobody, Beastie Revolution, the second song ah, they ever made. That's weird. Got put on a commercial. Ad-Rock saw the commercial. They sued him. They each got 10 grand. Hey. He went to go buy a new guitar, saw the 808 drum machine that was brand new. It was the Ooh. same price as the guitar. He bought that instead. Beastie Boys became a rap group. Like, the 808 looms large in exactly. the mythology of the Beastie, yeah. the Beastie Boys. It's, a, it's the Moog 
of the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, where are we going to drop this in? This is a... This is an important one. I'm looking at top 10. For sure. Okay, so the bottom, number 10, we have I'm a Believer. I'd go above that. Yeah. Then we got Valerie. Valerie, though. Ooh, see? Oh, oh. See, it's tricky. It's almost like, oh, I wish I could scoot something up and not put something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do a little. You wish you could. A move and around. I mean, we could uh, before we finalize the countdown. Yeah. There might be a little adjustment here and there. Maybe, yeah. Well, we'll see how it all lays out. For real. Uh, but I think this makes the top 10. It will bump. I'm a believer. And yeah. uh, I, th- I don't think we can put it above, like, below Valerie. I don't think so. But we can put it above or below. I love you better. What do you think? I'd go above. I love you better. Well, there we want the girl I knew somewhere. I'd, I'd, I'd like girl I knew somewhere better than this. Okay. Then we'll put it right after that <laughs> and above. I love you better. Oh, yeah. Maybe because I don't, I'm not a fan of tapioca pudding. <laughs> it's the tapioca reverse bump. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We have a new top 10 yet again. This has been uh, uh, not, not two shows in a row, but uh, t- top 10 is uh, getting mixed up. A little bit. It's quickly, quickly getting get nerfed. Getting nerfed. Should we do it again? Because it's been a couple episodes for top 10. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You want to start with 10? All right. So our brand new top 10. We start at number 10, Valerie. Number nine, I love you better. Number eight, Tapioca Tundra. Number seven, The Girl I Knew Somewhere. Number six, You Just May Be The One. Number five, Listen to the Band. Number four, Circle Sky. Number three, Pleasant Valley, motherfucking Sunday. Number two, long title, Do I Have to Do This All Over Again? Still number one with a bullet, Porpoise Song, the theme from Head. That's a solid top ten right there. Wonderful. Solid. But I'm a believer, scooted into 11. Yeah. Well, things happen. Sorry, I'm a believer. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. All right, thank you very much for checking us out again. We always appreciate it. Uh, From me, Chris Paco. And me, Jeff Cameron. Have yourself a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're staying at home. And we hope that you're listening to the Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.